0: And welcome to Winning Post Preview Podcast for the weekend of Saturday, January 30. I'm John Barker. Joining me as usual, Jackpot, Joel Marshall and Dynamite, Dan Nuzzle. Well, Joel, hard to believe the first Group 1 of 2021 is only a week away, but uh, in the meantime, there's some fairly intriguing racing across this weekend.
1: Indeed. Uh, We've got, obviously, a few of the the good three-year-olds starting to return in the Manfred at Caulfield. And, and obviously, we've got a, a pretty good three-year-old returning in Sydney against the older horses in Ole Kirk. He was, the, well, he was sort of the dominant three-year-old, wasn't he, once he got to 1,400 in the spring with the Golden Rose and Caulfield Guineas under his belt. and He returns in the expressway, which has been a pretty good race for three-year-olds in recent years. So, yeah, plenty of excitement around this weekend's racing.
0: And not just the three-year-olds, Daniel, the two-year-olds, uh, there's a few decent ones coming back. There's black type, two black type races in Sydney, one in Melbourne, and as I've written in your winning post and best bets this week, five uh, these races have produced five of the past thirteen slipper winners. Do you think the slipper winner is hiding somewhere in Saturday's field?
2: Oh, there's a look. There's every chance. There's um, some very talented two-year-olds going around. Of course, headlined by the Philly Enthar in Melbourne, There's uh, about a dollar. 25 favour when I last looked. Um, she'll be certainly hard to beat there, but Rose we'll we get to see our first look at um, a few of these. I think the current home affairs is a big chance, but also some winners' last preparation readily available and um, Conexie as well, I think, a good chance of that race. But I think there's every chance, and would probably the main one, if they decide to head there.
0: All right. Well, we'll take you right through. Uh, there's actually black type Racing at five venues this Saturday. We'll take you right through that. But uh, before we get to that, Rapid Racing uh, reappears <laughs> at Wellington on Friday afternoon stroke evening. Joel, uh, you have had a look at the card. It's uh, Pagan versus Sheedy, City versus Country. And uh, your are best betting a uh,
1: first starter
0: that's uh, paying... $2.50. That's
1: not like you. Took us through that one. No, I was, <laughs> yeah, it seems everyone's on this bloke. And actually, I will advise listeners to have you know, maybe a, a two bet strategy in this race because Oxley Road is the best bet that you speak of. I've uh, been waiting for him to step out of New Zealand. Uh, he was in New Zealand. He trialed up well. I noticed that he was the half brother to, or the, the full brother to Exceedance. And uh, he obviously got sold and now is with Peter Moody and he's been. Well, he's been jumping out pretty well at Pakenham, so it looks like everyone's seen him. Uh, so I think he'll be very hard to beat. I do think number 12, Musk Lolly, is crazy odds on its jump outs. You can get 50 to $1. And, you know, if if the shorty isn't the way you want to play it, then maybe something small on Musk Lolly because he is a silly price. Uh, and Ooh. we'll try and bookend book the card because I made my value bet in the last wide awake at around $6. I thought she was good first up off some good jump outs. Just peaked on her run, had a fair bit to do there, got too far back in an on pace dominated race. So I thought she ran on well, she'll be fitter, and I think second up down the straight. So some hard races there on Friday.
0: Daniel, did you have a look at uh, Flemington at all?
2: Yeah, I did have a look, and look, I was at the grants with Joel regarding Musk Lolly, gave a little bit of a spruke on on page three of the winning post. Um, I actually hadn't seen a market until Joel said it was fifty to one, so I'll I'll be heading to my nearest bookie soon enough to place a bet. I thought uh, the jump hurts were very good. Um, from her regarding the best bets. And this horse is is duly accepted. Um, I think it's down to run sale on Sunday as well. But I do like the eleven Dreamier um, if they start if they if they give a run at Flemington now first up with the Matt Laurie camp with with the McAvoys last preparation. Thought it was an impressive debut win. Um and then might have had enough by the, by the second start. The recent jump out around ran some pretty good horses was, was, was encouraging. Um, so that will be my best bet at Flemington. Race four, number 11.
0: All righty. We will head across to Saturday
2: now. Caulfield, the venue
0: for Melbourne Racing. And the first of the black type races is race four. That is the Lamaros Hotel, South Melbourne. Chairman's stakes, 1,000 metres, set weights and penalties for two-year-olds. At Group 3 level, Crystal Lily was the Golden Slipper winner that this race produced, although it was run later in the season in those days. Uh, as you mentioned, NFA, virtually unbackable favourite here, despite the fact that there's three we haven't seen. Uh, Son of Mercury has been scratched, leaving, in fact, only five in it. The only other one that's raced is ingratiating, seen as the main danger. At around $4, and indeed, uh, best bets is uh, Brendan Tupper, who's quite a good judge, has gone for ingratiating, I imagine, with the price differential. But uh, neither of you two
1: have uh, swayed away from Enthar on top. Joel? Yeah, no, Enthar clearly on top for me. Before the gym crack and she turned up and... and her recent trial win was strong. I thought the stable mate was a good Quinella, son of Mercury, but uh, he has come out. So that leaves me with ingratiating as the main danger, if there is one, five fortunate kiss and four frost and next best.
2: Yeah. With Anthar on top. Um, yeah. good. As Joel said, went into that gym cracker uh, favorite and hard to beat. And there was an electric turn of foot there when winning that race, um, She's tuned up for her first sub assignment. It was a very dominant trial win at Werribee. Recorded the quickest time of the morning there and did it all on her own power. So clearly on top, ingratiating in next. like that form around General Bow and <laughs> Finance Tycoon. That's obviously since stood up in, um, in the past month or so. I thought Frosting 4 um, was obviously good, but now with the scratching of Sun and there's not many other choices to put into exotics if you tend to play that way. But I thought Frosting's jump out at Flemington was pretty good. Um, perhaps overs and in the fourth, I got the five fortunate kiss two one four five and two one five
0: four for me. The other black type race at Caulfield on, on Saturday is race five, Superior Food Services Manfred Stakes. This is the three year old race that Joel was talking about.
1: Group three is set weights and penalties, Joel. Yeah, well, already we've seen a bit of a a bit of a swing in the market from, from when markets first went up. I think Tagaloa may have been five dollars, so maybe even a bit better when the markets first went up. And I thought that was overs, and he's come into sort of less than four dollars. Um, or when I say I think it's overs, I just thought he would open shorter than that. I've actually tipping against him, but there's been a little bit of a market change here. I've gone with two Portland Sky, who's an interesting runner because he was sent north by Matt Laurie. He only had one run in the Vaux Rogue. He drew wide. He was never on the track, and it was just a complete forget run. So if he hasn't, you know, if, if it hasn't taken too much out of him to go up to Queensland, one tough run, and, and now here he is back already. I think he jumped out at Mornington last week. So he's been busy, but I think he's a, a talent, and I'm going to go with him to beat three ASAR, the Corfield Guineas runner-up. He was beaten in the Carbine Club after that when seemingly... You know, looking to have every chance to win. But Crosshaven's a pretty good horse, so I don't think there's any knock on that form. Uh, in for third, I've got number four, and Medal, who's the fit horse up and going, two from two. This is his toughest test, but he's going well. And I've put Tagalower in for 4th Just got that penalty, 59 and a half, and just want to see him come back. There was obviously excuses for that Caulfield Guineas run, uh, but I think he will improve on whatever he does here. So I've gone two to beat three, four and one.
2: Yeah, I'm with the race fit, Dick and Metal. Um, his two wins have been good on the clock, and the out of those have has since stood up. So uh, with the fitness on his side, I'm going to be with the four. Got the one near next, Tagaloa, who uh, did jump out well at Cranbourne on Monday with, with an smart horse awesome and jigsaw. Um, he was excellent. Now, this track and trip went first up last preparation uh, before running well on a Rupert Clark. Next start, Portland Sky. Got to completely forgive the, the fresh run in Queensland. Um, he could certainly win this, and Asar, uh, I think will be improving what he does here and uh, for a little bit further. But he certainly can't be le- uh, left out. Small field, but uh, certainly competitive race. Four, one, two, three. Asar uh, for me to be Tagalow,
0: Portland Sky, and Dick and Middle three, one, two, four. Take chair of the black type at Caulfield, Joel. Your specials come up later on the program.
1: Yeah, I've made my best of the day. Race seven. In the Stayers race, 2400, number three, Tarnes Prince. I think he's coming along really well this time in. Uh, it was only a midweek race at Sandown last start, but it was a strong effort. He went to the front, kept running. It was quite a comfortable win. It was a smart ride by the informed Will Price. He drops from 60 down to 55.5. I like those winners dropping in weight, and he certainly looks very progressive. So I thought he'd be very hard to beat Tarnes Prince. And we'll go with Will Price again as the value. Race nine, number 10, Dawson Diva. Former Queensland mayor who showed sharp improvement second up at Caulfield. She didn't do a lot fresh, but was much better at Caulfield second up getting to the mile. Again, she gets in quite light at the weights here, down to 52. Uh, This is, you know, while she's going from an 84 to an open handicap, there's few of these that can't win. And I don't think it's all that much stronger than her latest assignment. And if she continues to just progress forward, I think she can run really well. So that's uh, race nine at number 10 is the value.
2: In my best comes up in the opener. Uh, Sensationalisation I thought was a, a good thing beating the Caulfield last start. Um, Bella Tiara had the momentum there at the outside and this filly was just sort of caught up in between runners in a pocket. Nowhere to go until late. Um, I thought the run was very good. Her two runs prior were very good as well. She's um, so far been a consistent filly. Had to miss the top three in her five starts. Uh, I think from Barry six there won't be any traffic problems here. She'll yeah, one off the fence and um, probably a couple of pairs back and if she gets her chance, I think she's the better horse. So she'll be hard to beat in the opener. Race one, number three. The value comes up in race six, first leg of the quarter. I've got the the nine that I think the underrated Ginger Jones on top from the Andrew Noblet stable. Um, will Price Will two steer my Ruffy at Corfield. He uh, he trolled up he jumped out extremely well at San, uh, at camper down. It was he, he led all the way and and sort of maintained a three or four length margin on, on them throughout the, throughout the jump out. Um, did it under his own steam. I thought it was an impressive piece of work. He's yet to win fresh, but his four first up runs have resulted in three seconds and a third. Um, and this is his best trip. Um, he's three for seven, over 1,100 metres. So, ticks a lot of boxes, does Ginger Jones, and he had a double figure odds about him. Um, so, race six, number nine, The Value.
0: Uh, I'm with Daniel for my best. That's race one, number three, sensationalisation, and my value bet race seven, number ten, Pissaro, up against Joel's best, but uh, very much an each way prospect. No superstar, but racing very consistently this time in around about nine dollars fifty. Worth a ticket each way. Rose Hill is the venue for Sydney Metro racing on Saturday, and as I mentioned, among the highlights, uh, these two. Two-year-old races that uh, have thrown up some pretty classy juveniles in the past. The first of them is for the Phillies, and that is race two, the Wooden Stakes. That is a good three, set weights and penalties, Joel.
1: I'm largely with the race brigade here. I've gone with one, Mallory. We spoke of Enthar earlier. Well, this girl got the closest to her in the gym crack. She hit the line pretty well for second, beating three lengths. I liked her recent quiet trial. And from gate two, hoping she can settle a bit closer. She was sort of in the back four or five in the gym crack, jumping from gate seven. So perhaps from gate two, she can be, you know, third, fourth, fifth. And that'll give her a better chance of winning. Two Vianello really got going in the last 100 metres there last time out. So she was coming off a Newcastle win. She couldn't run down the leaders, Rocket Tiger and Vondula Lass But I thought it was a good effort. And she'll certainly be strong late. A three total, babe. She also was placed behind Enthar in the gym crack. And then her next, time, her next run was full of merit as well. She's got good natural pace and will be in it for a long way. And I thought the pick of the newcomers might be number seven, Northuldra, closely related to Star Spangled Banner. And I thought she was quite good late in her recent trial, beating the nose at Randwick. She's come up with the inside gate. So I've gone one to beat
2: two, three, and seven. Yeah, with one as well, I really liked the, the trial. I thought she... She worked home well nicely. Done. I made some good ground late um, under her own steam. Mallory, and obviously very good by Nentha on Deboe. So with the starts, Bell, the one, Mallory, in for second I of the four, Accela Bella. Um, look, two starts in Victoria last preparation weren't all too crash hot. It was a better effort at Bendigo, second up on a wet track, but I did like to trial win at Randwick. Um, sort of kicked nicely when asked for an effort there. The three total, babe, the stable mate to Accela Bella. So he has trolled well behind a pretty smart one. And in for fourth, I've got the seven, North Aldera as well. One, four, three, seven. The
0: Colts division is race three. That's the Canberra's stakes. Same conditions, 1,100 metre grip three set weights and penalties, Joel.
1: Yeah, I am keen to have a bet here, and I am with one of the newcomers. Been waiting for retrieval to step out. Uh, be interesting to see, you know, just where he sits among the Godolphin pecking order. But I think he can think he might be scratched, Joe. Scratched? Uh, retrieval. Oh, well, disappointing. I've been waiting a while for that, and he was $15. So if he has come out, well, then that leaves me with another of the – oh, sorry, I've with, gone with the race brigade here in Construct, who was second in the breeder's plate behind Shikiro. Uh So that's definitely the right form. Obviously, he's franked that by – going to the Magic Millions and winning. He was strong there, Construct. He'll be really strong over the 1,100. He might just want 1,200 to be at his best, but again, from a, a low draw, he'll get every chance. Uh, the best of the newcomers uh, would then be number nine, Home Affairs. Expensive son of I am invincible. Half-brother two, Asar. Uh, the Corfield Guineas runner-up. He looked really sharp, winning his latest trial. Should put himself in a good position. Four, Zaythus, the stablemate of Retrieval. So you got Often going one out here, and just the wide gates, the query. He drew wide first start. He went back, really ran on strongly behind the well-regarded remark. I thought it was a very good run. Just going to need a bit of luck from that gate. And for fourth, we will throw in the other newcomer number seven, Bullpen. $650,000 son of deep field. I think he's shown enough in his trials to warrant a bit of thought. But uh, we'll go three, nine, four and seven.
2: Yeah, with the nine, home affairs, um, one of the ones Joel touched on, I thought I really like the way he won that 900-metre trial at Rose Hill. It's natural an runner, and Royal Ford from that draw, you'd think. So he's the hardest to beat in this, the nine for mine. The three in next construct, Second behind that Magic Millions winner in Chiquiro, Um Has finished off nicely in both of his trials. So he's a clear second pick. The two in next, Conexie, who uh, was a winner at Doom and beating one I've put a time for in Baby Wong. When the blinkers were added, um, he can come back on a high note, and in for fourth, are the one readily available. We haven't seen what's is impressing in that clockwise classic race at Ballarat. Um, thought it was an impressive win to the eye, storming home late after settling last. Um, he too has won a trial in readiness for this. Nine, three, two and one.
0: Across to race seven at Rose Hill on Saturday, it is the Iron Jack Expressway Stakes, 1,200 metre group two, standard weight for age. Southern lad comes out at the time of recording, so... That leaves eight runners in it. Uh, The raging favourite will probably be Ole Kirk, the returning Golden Rose and Corporal Guineas winner. As Joel mentioned, three-year-old Colts have won two of the last three here. Inside Gates also good in this race. Uh, Nothing's won from outside six for a while, and Ole Kirk has drawn the pole here. So, Joel, talk us through your thoughts on the expressway. Yeah,
1: interesting how the market took shape here because off... Off um the 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 change between off weights and acceptances when the new market went up, Sabatiano shortened a lot and it's uh, certain uh, to to be equal favorite with Ole Kirk. So I guess people just wanted to make sure that she was in the field and once she was, um she was yeah, put up quite short. And she's a chance. There's no knock on her, she's very consistent. But I'm with nine Ole Kirk. Just think he's uh going to be very hard to hold out. If he can get clear air, he wouldn't want to get buried away and, and you know get held up. But I think if he gets clear up, he'll be very strong and uh, is the one to beat. But I'll certainly be having a little savor on Mizzy because I think she might be the one in front and be the one to run down. A little bit wary because we haven't seen her much in the last 12 months. Uh, she had a long spell after her Golden Eagle third. That was a really good campaign back in 2019. She won three on the... Bounce and then placed in the Silver Eagle. Golden Eagle, she had that long break. She resumed in the Chiraco back in September. Had a slow recovery. I don't think she was ever right through that prep. So they've given her plenty of time. I've really liked her her recent trial. So I think she's the one at at odds that I can save on. Three standout, won this last year. His form since has been a bit patchy, but his best form is definitely good enough to win. You'd have to think this has been a nice uh, target for him. And in for fourth. I've put the other good and runner in, Flit. Who was second in the missile first up last trip, just beaten by the match fitness of Eduardo. There, she mixed her form a little bit after that, but did win the Silver Eagle. We know she's very good on her day, so I've gone nine from seven,
2: three and six. With Savatiano, the Godolphin mare, I just thought she had the, the favourable uh, maps. She'll roll forward and and be up on the pace, and um, I think take some catching. She's a brilliant horse. First up, five from eight. Uh, she won the Lawrence Stakes first up last time in. Where he's probably a little bit better horse over um a, a touch further than the 1200 metres, but we no doubt she's a classy mare and will do not wait for age. So the five on top, the nine in next, Ole Kirk. Just came to age last preparation this Colt. Uh, excellent. In the run to, ro- run to the Rose this tracked trip uh, before winning the Golden Rose. In for third, I have three stand uh, three standout and then the six. Fleet 593 and 6. All
0: right, specials at Rose Hill. Well,
2: John, while you think about another uh, value bet to uh, sort of, uh, sort of, uh,
0: race retrieval, uh, tell us about the top horse of the meeting
1: at uh, race one, number one, your top tip today, the day, Al uh-huh. Yeah, another top tip that's come up quite short, as you said. Bart's not like me, but uh, yeah, he's he's a bit shorter than I thought he would be. Um, but he just very well-placed here. He's very honest sort of a horse. He's only won three from 25, but he's really far away. He's often competed a, a decent sort of a level for a country-trained horse, and his form this time in is very good. He won a golden Cup, which had plenty of depth to it, missed out in the gong, but that was a tough race, and he had a wide draw. And then he ran really well in the Villiers. I know he only had 53, but got within two-and-a-half lengths of graceful glamour there. Forget the last run on the heavy track. He's really well-placed with 59 kilos, under the set weights conditions of this Class 3 race. And, look, the market hasn't missed him. I'm hoping he drifts out a bit a bit longer, but I think he'll get us off to a good start. El Mahaha. And we will make our value bet race six, number four, Star Spangled Rodeo, who was my value bet a couple of weeks ago. They announced that they were going to ride in uh, conservatively. Maybe overdid it a bit. He was a clear last, but, gee, hit the line strongly. Broke 33 seconds for his last 600. James McDonald aboard gate two. I'm sure there'll be a change of notification or notification about change of tactics, uh, where he'll be able to settle closer. Uh, yeah. I'm sure that'll be the plan. And, uh, he should be fitter for that first up run and be hard to hold out.
2: What best comes up in race four, uh, in the seven California long bar. I think he's ticking along nicely this preparation. Uh, his past two runs behind Sacramento have been, been pretty good. He drops back from a benchmark 88 into a benchmark 78. Um, he's a fit a fourth up and he races well at Rose Hill and Nashua Willer takes the ride for Rachel King so he does take a lot of boxes California Longbow, and I think he should be ready now to to do something. Race 4, number 7 the best, the value comes up in race 8, uh, also I've always had plenty of time with t- time 4 and that's the the 3 true detective um, ran into a pretty hot benchmark 88 last start and uh, was one at odds sort of around that 15 $16 mark but he set up on the pace and, and sucker a well. Was only beaten within a length. Was only within a length of all-time legend, the raging favourite of the field. And I think really benefited of the rise to 1,400 metres. Up to 1,500 metres here, and I think he's going well this time in. And like California Longby, I think ready to peak now. Fourth up. So race eight, number three, my value in Sydney.
0: They're racing on the course proper at Morphettville in Adelaide on Saturday. There is a black type race and there is a return of one of our favourite horses, the big fella, Behemoth, comes back in race six. Durbridge Stakes, 1,100 metre listed events and you would think Behemoth, the 114 rater... Fairly well suited at weight for age. Here. His rivals uh, best best rated among his rivals, Camel Passer at 107.
2: Daniel, you're with Behemoth. Yeah, exactly right, Barks. Um, he should be too too classy for this lot. It is a it is a handy little field as you you would expect for a listed race. But Behemoth, uh, he's a dual Group One winner last spring. Um, he's worked. He's been working well at home, ready for this. He, he goes well fresh. Eleven 1, hundred meters isn't his pet distance by any means, but um, as I said, I think he's got the class edge on these, and um, he's done a first up form on a number of occasions. So he's clearly got the art to beat, and that's what the market's saying. So race six number one on top. I got I do have Kemmel Pass in next the two. Uh, first up form's okay at best. Um, sometimes I take a run to to find his feet, but he had a very good spring carnival in Melbourne. He won a Group Two and a Group Three at Flemington and Sandown respectively. Um, and look, he, I, feel, I think you'll find Behemoth too good, but I think he's a clear second pick in this. Four, Mystico. Um, back to his best last start. he he's sort of been running well in some pretty good handicaps in Melbourne um, without being disgraced, but without really threatening either. Uh, he got back to a benchmark 86 from a listed race last start at Murray Bridge and and blew them away there. Um, he certainly won for the Exotics and in for fourth of the seven, Symphonette for the the informed Philip Stokes stable. One, two, four, seven in the Durbridge. So you're so, with Behemoth as well? Yeah, Behemoth on top. Uh, I might
1: uh, have a little Cornella with Amberdie, maybe the value runner to, to split him and Kemmel Passer. Uh, she ran really well last prep, a good effort first up, and then ended up finishing fourth in the Sangster. So I will go one to beat six, two and seven. Daniel, talk us through your specials at Bill, starting in the fourth with number two,
2: Soul Obsession. Yeah, she does have to take on the older horses, Soul Obsession, but she's a filly I've always thought was well above average. Um, she's had a sort of she – she has mixed her form in the past, um, but her last start win at Maui was excellent. She sat a little bit quieter than she had been in her previous races. Uh, races, She sat about midfield there at Maui and presented at the right time was far too strong for them late. It was a pretty soft win on the line. Um, look, this isn't, a, this isn't a very difficult race. I think there's outside style obsession. I'd probably only give three or four of these um, a, a chance of winning. So I think that she's can strike it and find a Metro win on the back-up and go back-to-back style obsession, um, even against the older horses. I'm, I'm pretty keen on her. Race four, number two. The value comes up in the last, and he was my value last week, the sidekick, but he was scratched on the morning of, the race, look, as I said last week on the podcast, I didn't think the first round was all too bad. He did drift in the market and got a long way back. It never really looked like winning, but he passed a few in the run home. Um, up to 1,600 metres is a definite tick. He's won two of his three races over this trip, uh, and he finds another winnable race here. Uh, he won't get as far back, having drawn getting, having drawn Barrier 1 this time around. Um, and he has seen some support already early in the week. I think he's about 10 into 7.50, so... Pleasing sides, and uh, yeah, I'll be hoping he can. He um, goes around this weekend, unlike last weekend. The sidekick race nine, number five. Joel, a slight with you about your bet as well. Just uh, tell us about
1: race it. two, number four, Chill with TJ. Your bet. Yeah, Chill with TJ was very good on debut at uh, the Morfordville Park straight back in October last year. It was court wide, uh, raced greenly, looked beaten a few times, but she kept finding the line for fourth. It was a good effort, beaten just over a length. Like their recent trial, it was quiet. I think she's uh, going to take plenty of beating here. First up,
0: all righty. Sunshine Coast, the used for Queensland Metro Racing on Saturday. There's a black type race there. It is race eight the Coastline BMW M4 Coupe Sunshine Coast Cup, 1400 meter listed quality handicap. Uh, Daniel, you are with. Splendor on the grass.
2: I am. Uh, this, she's made a habit of winning since arriving in Queensland, of course, formerly with the, uh, the hayes Davenport team in Melbourne. She had the four starts in Queensland for for David Van Dyke. She's won two of those. Um, the last start after the Gold Coast, I thought was excellent. Um, looked home and home and O's there, but it needed a pretty special performance from Fisticuffs to run her down. I was over this same trip at the Gold Coast, Gets well, the weight's 54 kilos. And I think she can add another win to her total. So 11 on top. In for, in for a second, I got the four Prometheus. Had a bit of a funny preparation. He's, his two starts prior to his last start second last Saturday were um, hard to watch if you're on him. He, he missed the start slow away and got far too, uh, far too far back in the field. And both of those runs, he ran on pretty well. Uh, one of those in a listed race, he ran on super for fifth. He settled much closer to the speed in a in a smaller field last start, and and just missed Ligulate, who's in form. Um, I think this is a nice, a good race for him, Prometheus. He'll, he won't get close. He'll, he'll sort of settle around midfield. I envisage um, with the situation that he can jump with them. Um, he has, as I as touched on, he has. His Barry Manners have let him down in the past, but he's certainly a talented horse on his day, and he can give a, a race like this the shake, no doubt about it. So he's in for second. Emerald Kingston will sit up on the speed and, and be in this for a long way. The one and the eight, Beaufort Park, uh, in for fourth. My number's 11 to beat four, one and eight. Joel,
1: uh, you've got one to improve third up in this race. Yeah, I've made her my value bet for the day. Number nine, Sophie's Gold Class. Didn't do much in the nudgy until the sort of the last 50 metres first up, and I thought she was quite good late. And she went to the Magic Millions fillies and mares race, 200 to one. She drew awkward again, got back and, and ran on well, beaten just over two and a quarter length. So it was a good midfield run. She'll be ready to peak third up. Importantly, she's three from three here at the track, and I think that's a big plus. So definitely happy to back her each way uh, ahead of one Emerald Kingdom who hasn't done much wrong of late, comes through the lock name, the buffering, He's in good form. He's won eight from 21, so he's a real winner. Six, Ricky lad. It can mix his form a little bit, but I thought it was a strong effort behind the Odyssey last time out at the Gold Coast. Got well back from a wide gate. The bigger track will suit him. And in for fourth, number 14, Juventus. Nine, one, six, and 14.
0: All right. You're in agreement on the best at the Sunshine Coast, and that's race three, number six, Glorious Ruby. So, Daniel... Uh... Talk us through Glorious Ruby and then take us to your yeah, value. terrific
2: on Daboo, uh, behind Dominant Swift Witness. And I think she just has to run up to that, box as she'll take a power of beating. This is a, a much weaker race on paper. Um, and around even money, I think it's a right price in this. So she's the best Glorious Ruby. Race three, number six. The value comes up in race number four, Jet Ski. Well chased home and wasn't... Chased home well as past couple. Wasn't beaten far by a couple of smart ones in those races. He drops drops in grade for this. Drawn ideally and I thought was one of the better ca- bets on the card. So it's such an honest um, honest galloper as Jesse since coming over from the Godolphin team to the now be trained by Tony and Madison Sears in Queensland. So jetski um, the value I think. In race number six Lunar Light though the eight at, at each way odds is another that's worth having um, worth a bet. I thought <laughs> She's a man, did enough fresh, um, improved significantly with that run under her belt. And the rise to 1400 metres is the key with her. So, um, second up, drawn well with a good jockey on board. Lunar Light is also worth a bet in race six. We lost you.
0: Very similar in races one and two. And uh, his uh, best is in race one. That's race one, number four, Zikarin. And value bet race two, number 11, is My Dilemma. Joel, earlier in the day across the Tasman, they're racing at Trentham and Rickerton.
1: Yeah, Trentham, it's Thorndon Mile eh? day, group one. A bit of a disappointing a lineup apart from the superstar Melody Bell. And I guess she scared them all off here. She's going to be a raging favorite race seven on the card and she should be winning uh, rock on wood and shadows cast might be able to fill the minor placings, but not much of a betting race. My best for Trentham is race five, number seven, posh Poratini is hit the line. Well, both runs this time in the step up to 2100. is a big plus in my value, but is race 10, number eight, wild west. Hasn't been winning, but has been thereabouts these last five or six runs and has been chasing home some pretty smart performers. There's a bit of black type around his form line, so I think he can get away with the last. And at Rickerton on Saturday, I'm waiting till the last for my best. And she often finds bad luck, so it's a bit. I'm a bit wary making her my best, but number four, too fur laxed. If she gets the break, she can win. She's been on the place getter's heels in her last couple with interrupted passages she gets the break, she'll be there about some low value bet. Going to give Bentley another chance, race five, number four. He trialed well before the debut. He was a bit green there on the tight track. He ran okay. He did improve next time out, finishing fourth. I'm just hoping he can just progress that a little bit further, take that extra step here on the big track at Rickett and and break through for his maiden win. That's Bentley in race five. Okay, that wraps up our previews for Saturday and brings us to our best
0: $20 bet of the weekend, or as we like to call it, Lazy Lobsters. Lazy Lobsters. Lazy Lobsters. Lazy Lobsters. Lazy Lobsters. Yes, lazy lobsters, dynamite Dan's roll continued. That's four in a row with Blue Zebra last week, and Joel bounced back. Banderstat, Bandersnatch. Uh, so really, that only leaves me and uh, our guest to uh, to to start weighing in. But uh, Joel, why don't you start us off this week?
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll stick with the test mode and just play through the V. I've given up the big bash style of trying to blast everything out of the ground. <laughs> so we'll, Bandersnatch got the cash for us last week at a nice short and sweet price. So we'll go the first at Rose Hill. I hope he drifts out a little bit. but I think he'll get the turkey early. Race one, number one, El Mahaha. Daniel.
2: I'm going to switch my focus to Morfaville this week. I really like a three-year-old filly in race four. Uh, Sole obsession so 20 on her thanks Fox. and
0: i will go early doors as well just to try and rack up a long overdue winner uh, we'll go to Corefield race one number three sensationalization we don't have a guest lobster this week uh unusually so um there's plenty of space there so all you need to do listeners is send us an email to incoming at winningpost.com.au by about lunchtime thursday have a look at the fields wednesday Send us an email by lunchtime Thursday with lobsters in the subject line. That wraps up the preview pod for this week, leaving us only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already. It is online now uh, via winningpost.com.au in the shops, first thing Friday morning. All the form for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Plenty of great reading besides. Meanwhile, we'll uh, have back plenty of winners over the weekend. And we will talk to you next week on The Preview Podcast.